Thanks for joining us here. But before you buckle the kids in and play this on full blast, heads up, this podcast has some cussing and adult content. I'm Carla Tenike, a mother, sister, photographer, and friend. I started my podcast journey as a way to connect with people from all walks of life, giving them space to share their stories with me one person at a time. Welcome to Eyes Up, Heart Open, Season 1, Episode 4, Closer to Fine, Coming Out of the Closet and Finding Love. It's easy to spout off the stereotypes. You play softball, drive a Subaru, and love the Indigo Girls. And while doing or having those things doesn't necessarily mean you're a lesbian, it does kind of make me chuckle when that stuff all rings true. Meet Allison, trapped in a loveless marriage, but content enough to stay, thinking that you can't have it all and was willing to let the romantic love piece go because, well, everything else was good in her life, or good enough anyway. Here she shares her story of coming to terms with who she really is with me, candidly, no holds barred. I think what what brought you here today is the circuit. Is the circuit. The circuit. Thank you, Eric Foley, for the circuit. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about a, a little background about how you got onto the circuit. About my intro to the circuit. Intro to sure. the circuit. So like, t- tell us where you you know you were married to a man. I was I was married for eighteen years. Well, I was with him for eighteen years. I was married for eleven years to, um, I guess, the man that I thought I would be with for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, was always attracted to women, um, but it was more of just like a. You know, I appreciated the female form. I was a photographer in college. I majored in photography. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a lot of um, photography shoots of women. Um, nothing ever happened with them. It was, mm-hmm. you know, purely platonic, just appreciation of the art form. Um, and it wasn't until... <laughs> yeah, I, was I like, just squirted my cat. I got him right in the fucking head. <laughs> like, do you hear him? Is this that Oh, I, he's lucky because um, I've headphones on, but I got him. Sorry. So when I was, um, well, my marriage was dying. It was kind of a sad state of affairs, but my marriage was dying. For lack of a better term, he paid no, really no mind to me. Um, but I was comfortable and I was safe and the kids were happy and it was enough. And he was... Yep. He got along very well with my family, um, so I kind of made excuses, like, we'll just make this work, um, yeah. and I started, um, you know, being involved with other people on the side to keep myself sane. Uh, yeah. There was no communication with him whatsoever, and there was no, um, there was no connection. It was just a marriage. It was a marriage for convenience sake, but he was unaware of it. He kind of felt like... Things were great. He had everything he wanted, but he said complacency was acceptable. And mm. I'm anything but complacent at any given time in my life. Did you talk to him about it and say, I did. I'm not I happy, did. I feel no connection? Like, um, I said I felt like we needed to work on the marriage, and he just kind of felt like good enough was good enough, and we have good enough, so shouldn't you be happy? And I kind of felt like good enough is never good enough. Like, you should be amazing at all times. Like, we're human beings, and we have one go around, and we should be amazing at all times. Or at least try um, to be. Right? Yeah, or at least try yeah. to be, right? You can't have one person trying to be. And I think at some point I gave up too yeah. um, because it was too much of me trying to force it. You know, me feel, And I didn't realize how much it was eating away at who I was. Yeah. Um, and now I do every day remember things, little things that had happened that I'll, you know, um, I'll kind of wake up and go, oh, my God, I can't believe I tolerated that for as long as I did. Um, how, you know 
for 18 years, I'd wake up on my birthday to him going, oh, I meant to get you a card, but I forgot. And it was kind of like, dude, I don't need a fucking card, but like, yeah. you know, d- just tell don't, don't say anything, you know, don't make me feel so unworth it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, fast forward two years down the road after I had had all my children and, um, you know, we were kind of just getting by. We were, we were, you know, the happy couple. Mm-hmm. We lived in a nice town. Everybody had everything they needed and. When you say happy couple, you, do you mean... Service. Okay. Everybody the perception to, was... We looked to be the happy yeah. couple. We didn't fight much because we didn't communicate much. There was really nothing to fight about because we didn't talk. You know, you hear a lot of these marriages end because people fight like, you know, cats and dogs. Yeah. We didn't fight. Which is almost worse. I remember worse. reading something about that because I had a very similar experience. Um, and it was, I read somewhere that, you know, if you if you don't even have the, the passion and emotion to, to fight, like... That's much scarier. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like you just don't care. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. It was complacency and just kind of apathy, which is like the death of everything. Um, So I met a, I I was in grad school doing my master's program and I met a woman who, um, she kind of piqued my interest and she just, there was something about her that intrigued me and I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but uh, she was my professor. Um, Oh, shit. (laughs) At a a university that shall remain unnamed. Anyway, she was my professor, and I remember taking this master's class and, and walking out of the master's class and saying to a very dear friend who I had been on and off again involved with, uh, I'm going to sleep with her. And he was kind of like, what? And I was like, no, like, all bets are off. Like, I'm going balls out here. Like, I'm going to do this. And um, we went to the bar a couple weeks later, and she was very kind of um, just nervous to be around me. Like, her leg kind of touched mine, and I was like, ugh. Like, would could you? Did you think she was attracted to you also? Or I knew I was gonna wreck her. Like it was done. Like I knew she was into me, and like I don't, I don't play fair. Like I kind of knew, like, but at the time, and I'll be like straight up honest with you, I don't, I had no intention of leaving my marriage. I was just gonna keep myself occupied, which I know now was not the solution. But I, I wanted to do what was best for my kids. Right. But I also didn't want to disrupt, you know, what was just good enough Mm. you know I didn't have to worry about bills and I didn't have to worry about you know stupid shit like you know my my husband moved out and I cried I think for two hours about taking out the trash because I had never done it before and now it's like I do everything by my fucking self yeah now it now is different than it was then I was kind of like I I called my father to come over and change a light bulb for me like like the (laughs) light bulb went out and I was like I I remember this woman saying to me who worked for my parents at the time how are you going to survive this divorce if you can't even change a light bulb? Good question. And I was like, I'm not going to survive this divorce. Mm-hmm. And I think I went home and just was like, I questioned every decision I had ever made. Um, but I became very involved with this woman who was my professor, who I now, ended up leaving my marriage for her. Now, had you ever been with women before? I had. Okay. So I you had. knew you were bisexual. Yeah. You I can, always knew yeah. that I was bisexual, but yep. it was never... I. I think the difference was this. I think that I I knew that I was bisexual, but I also, um, I didn't foresee myself ever being in a long-term relationship with a woman. Mm. I could appreciate being with women, but I don't think I ever saw myself. I I think there was some part of me that was maybe just ingrained in me from childhood that believed that a man and a woman was kind of like the way it was supposed Mm. to be in the household. Mm -hmm. There were man responsibilities and, and it comes from how I grew up. You know, in mm-hmm. the fact that my my father does all of, like, the man things and my mother does all the female things. It's just what I right. watched, you know. And it, not that I had bulbs. any judgment towards anybody and how right. they do things. 
And I don't think I had even put a label on it so much mm-hmm. as it's just what it was. Right. Um, and with her, it was different. She was very masculine. She was kind of take charge about everything. And um, I kind of welcomed it and was like, you know, he wasn't doing anything to help mm. with anything at that point in time. Um, and she kind of took over. She kind of helped with the kids and she kind of moved into the house and was just kind of around all the time. So she was in the house staying over probably, I want to say, two or three nights a week while he was still living there. Sorry, I was just taking a drink when you said that. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not kidding. She stayed downstairs. He'd stay upstairs. And did he know you were involved with her? I told him. He didn't believe me. I did. And he didn't, he just didn't believe At one point I said, I'm sleeping with her. And he was like, right. And I was like, um, right, was I not clear about that? And about three months went by and he said nothing. Um, All still while living there with yeah. the two yep. of you. Yeah, um, So I don't know. I mean, it was very like surreal because I think, I mean, and like I said, there were parts of the marriage that I didn't even believe were so bad at the time. I'm a little stuck on the fact that you're like, she's there two to three nights a week. He's Listen, still living there with the kids. Said, like I would sleep with her downstairs and go upstairs and sleep with him, and nobody said, like, boo about like, it. Like, sleep with him, like, go to sleep or, like, have sex with him still? No, no. At the end Just of the marriage, I was not having sex with him ever. Never. Like, I couldn't get far enough to the edge of the bed. I was literally, like, one leg hanging off the bed, and if he came near me, I was, like, back up. Like, it was every excuse in the book. Like, and you hear, like, I have a headache, all that shit. Like, I did that. I, and I, yeah. I'm not like very hypersexual person. I, I did that. Yeah. I was like, back off, don't touch. Um, and it wasn't about him being a man. It was about him being who he was. Right. And not just the right fit anymore. Not very nice. Um, mm. You know what I mean? He said things like when I would say I'm involved with her, he would say like, yeah, lose a few pounds and I'll believe that. Like he was very like, That's he so said rude. to me when we divorced, he said, if you were thinner, you would have had many affairs. And I was like, last laugh is on you, douchebag. Cause like. Wow. I've been playing you for years. Like, wow. you know, but he, the marriage was dead. So it didn't, it really, he was in it for, for the same reasons I was, but I didn't realize the convenience part and you just, yeah, it was convenience factor. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I identify a lot with that because, uh, you know, my ex-husband and I, we were, we were actually amazing partners. Mm-hmm. We ran an amazing home. Yeah. We raised amazing children. Yeah. We were like on the same page with so much stuff that yeah. like, there's a lot of emphasis on that for couples to, mm-hmm. to have that in place in order to have a successful relationship. But we weren't in love with each other. Right. We cared a lot about each other. Right. We were actually very kind to each other. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it as I guess of all the people I know that got divorced, ours was probably the most amicable, and we still I are really the most amicable ours was of going everybody. To be. Yeah, and it's funny. There's so many people they start off like that. Oh, it's great, yeah. and then it goes fucking downhill. Yeah, fast. Yeah, and like there there was I only thought. one bump we had. Really, there was only one, and that was when he wanted the kids to meet his girlfriend, who's now his fiance, who I adore. I think she's okay. wonderful. Well, the kids great. love her. Yeah. You know, I think her and Dave are great together. Like I really like her. But I wanted to meet her first. Right. And I wanted to ease the kids into that right. because it was the first other person right. that they were going to meet outside of me and their dad being together. So I wanted him to wait because I didn't know right. how long they were going to be together. It is so. really hard to let go. As a mother, I find it's really hard to let go of that control piece. Mm. You know, I don't know how you are here with your kids, but with me, he was so uninvolved as a parent and mm. as a husband that I kind of ran the show 24 hours a day. Now he's more involved because he has to be. Legally, right. he has some custody. So he is more involved now than he was. But 
letting go of that control mm-hmm. is really hard. Like yeah. when he's like, we're going, like he texted me a few minutes ago when we were in the kitchen, we're going away for this, these two weeks. And I'm like, you're taking my children out of the state. And it's like, where are you, I, I want to know every detail of where they're going to mm-hmm. be. And it's letting go of that control of when they're going to be somewhere, what they're going to be doing, and not knowing where they are at all times. Yeah, you when, have to trust, you know. that's When I did for, yeah. you know, 10 yeah. years, I knew He's everything about everything. I don't regret making the decisions that I made. I don't want it mm-hmm. to sound like, you know, I should have stayed because I know I knew I shouldn't. Yeah, um, no. I, but I, I had every intention of staying. I really Oh, did. I did too. I didn't, I didn't leave. He was ballsy enough to realize how unhappy he was. Right. Yeah, so he he really had the balls to admit he wasn't he was not happy mm-hmm. and and say I'm done, you know, and had met somebody and you know, somebody he dated in high school and kind of rekindled that romance and while you were still married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But didn't he didn't cross any physical lines. I I believe him when he says he didn't. Yeah. Um and either way to be honest with you, like they're supposed to be together. They're together now. They're happy. I'm happier. And it sucked for a little bit, but I was ready to right. just stay in it and be but complacent. But that's the whole point is we get one yeah. go around and like there's so many people in this universe and like why settle for just good enough? Like, yeah. Would no. you want that for your kids? <laughs> no. And no. The, no. And, and that, that was the thing that, that I really mourned was the end of the family life I thought that they were going to yeah. have. Yeah. Was that. But don't you still, I find, you know, it's interesting, it's nice to talk to somebody who goes through the same thing, but yeah. don't you think there's some days that when, you know, my kids will say something that I go, fuck, I didn't think about that. You know, like when my kids are like, you know what's really going to suck when we get married and, and dad comes with his girlfriend to our wedding. And I'm like, oh, I didn't think ahead about your wedding. That really does kind of suck that like your father <laughs> and I will both be there and not be getting along. Like, or maybe you will. Don't think about when... You're in the middle of a divorce. Like, what happens 25 years from now? You know what I mean? So like, your kids know that, like, you guys don't get along? Yeah. Mm. Unfortunately, they do. And it's, um, you know, and I won't go into, like, all the dirty details about why we don't get along. But um, I think he and I would be fine if not for his girlfriend, who really mm. doesn't like me and kind of, he's very malleable. And mm. I think that he she steers him in not a very good direction with me. And I don't actually... You know, much to the dismay of many people in my life, I don't actually have a problem with him as a person. I think that Good. he's just Why very you? kind of misguided, and he had a rough childhood with sure. his, you know, his family connections. And um, I think if she was not in the picture, we would probably get along well. Mm-hmm. Um, but she doesn't like me, and I don't like her, and I don't really make any. Yeah, you're a pretty straight shooter. <laughs> yeah, I, I. I Unfortunately, I called her a whore two years ago, and it hasn't gone away. And and then, like, when it was finally starting to dissipate, I maybe called her a whore again. And, like, I was, like, the second it came out of my mouth, I was, like, fuck, I'm going back to purgatory. Like, another two years of this shit. I was just starting to dissipate. Yeah. And I was, like, you know what? I think you are a whore. And then the minute okay. it came out of my mouth, I was, like, god damn it. Like, Did you apologize? Talking. No. Hmm. No. That might be a because step. Because... She's just not a very nice person, and like I just. You know what though? I had this conversation with another good friend, and we were talking about when she drops her kids off at her ex-husband's, and he's there with his new wife, and she doesn't like how different he is and how much he's changed, and the new wife doesn't like her, and there's all this tension, and she's like, I don't even want to get out of the car to drop the kids off, yeah. and I'm like, 
you got to get out of the car. Yeah. You have to get out of the car because that's who you are. It does. And that's where you have to apologize for calling her a whore. Well, see, the thing is this is that I really, you know, you should. I don't know. I reached out years ago because the way this went down, as I said, I want to be with women. I don't want to be with you. And he was like, amazing. And I thought, oh, my God. Not only did I land the most amazing person in the world, which I now know is a very different story. I think I filtered for my own sanity. It was almost like protection mode for myself. Hmm. Like, I would not take to heart the things that he said, like about my weight or my appearance or my filterlessness. Like, he would always tell me to be quiet when we were around his family because I was too much for them. Um, (laughs) And uh, I I think I kind of... But so I, I said to him... I remember very vividly, you know, we had this green, um, I still have it. It's like a pea green velour chair in my bedroom. Mm. It used to be my grandmother's. Um, and uh, I was sitting in that chair on one side of the room and he was sitting in a chair on the other side of the room. And I remember saying to him, um, I, I, divorce is such a dirty word. Before you mm. get divorced, it's like you don't want to say that word because there's no. kind of no going back from it. I, we no. weren't that couple that fought and said, you know, let's get divorced. Let's not. Let's let's not. Um, it was it, the word was never said, and I remember the minute I said, thinking like, "There's no going back now." It was like that, da da da. You know, so I remember saying, "I want a divorce," and being so sure that I was going to leave him for this woman, and everything was going to be sunshine and roses, and um, and he was amazing, and he was like, "I'm, you know, I'm really sad, but I'm happy that you're willing to explore this part of who you are, and I'm going to be your best wow. friend and support you." 110% and we're going to raise our kids as best friends and I and you know I had I was like he's amazing and I remember going you know to Facebook and being like I married the most amazing man in the world and like things are going to be okay mm. like I'm going to explore this and I think at the time even though I had been very clear with him about what I had been up to you know he I think he sort of was kind of like so you want to try and be with women and see how it goes and then we'll revisit this and I was kind of like nope done like Never going to be with you again. Like, that's mm. kind of it. And I think we were kind of misguided on where I was going versus where he was going. And, mm-hmm. and at the time, we had been in therapy to try and fix it. And I was not trying to fix it. He was trying to fix it. I was trying to explain to him why we weren't fixing it. And we were just kind of missing that mm. common ground. Yeah. So I think um, when I did finally say, like, I'm out, this is what's going to happen. Well, he went on a date the next day. And he now lives with her. Oh. Um, yeah, and it was kind of like one of those, like, you need to take time and do you. And I just didn't get past that. And But about a couple weeks later, I had called this woman up, and I said, look, it sounds like you're going to be around my kids a little bit. I'd like to get to know you. Um, and she was like, I'll call you back in a few hours. And I never heard from her again. And then they, long, long and short of it, they went to an attorney and said I was harassing her. But I only called once, and I just kind of wanted to know her. So then... When she wouldn't call me back and I didn't get to know her, then I called her a whore. So it maybe wasn't the best decision on my part. And then two years later when I still didn't have her phone number and she was then watching my children, then I maybe called her a whore again. And I still probably <laughs> shouldn't have said it, but um, I would it's love to have it be. It's really unfortunate. Because, because the thing is, you guys are all co-parenting. Whether they're yeah. married, they're engaged, yep. they're dating. If exactly. she's with your kids and yep. spending a, uh, an, the amount of time that he's spending, if they live together... They do. You guys are co-parenting. Yeah. And you need to have her phone number and she it, needs to have yours. Yeah. And you guys need to be in contact. And like, like, like that's just common it's sense. It's basic stuff. And I mean, the, yeah. the, 
the attorneys have told him that, and he's just kind of not hearing it. It's very frustrating, and I think that's where I lose my cool and I get like a little bit. Yeah, because it's, it's common sense. And, you know, he was very upset because I was already in a relationship with this woman, and yeah. they already knew her, and that was a mistake on my part. You know, they, they were, it, it kind of just happened, though. She was around the kids a lot. But and did then, they know that, did the kids know you were in a relationship with her? Yeah. Like, I, at I, what point I, yeah. did you say, by the way... I think I'm they just knew that bisexual she, and I'm in a relationship with this woman. Like, did you, did you have that conversation? You know what? We didn't have that conversation. And it's interesting because when I did end things with her, um, <clears throat> because I did end things with her, when I said to my kids, you know, mommy's going to be by herself for a little while because I kind of just need to do me. And I yeah. need to work on me and kind of figure out what I want. Um, you know, Benji was like, the little one was like, so are we going to have a new dad? And I was like, you know, you're never going to have a new dad. You only have one dad. Um, and, and my oldest was like, I, Mom, I, I don't really care who you date as long as you're happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, my, my middle, she just, as long as, if it doesn't affect her directly, she doesn't really give a shit. Like, <laughs> she's just kind of like, if it affects my daily, let me know. But, you know, I've been very blessed because not one of the three has pushed back about it at all. Yeah. They've been very like, um, you know, they've met several girlfriends at this point and they've been really accepting of every situation and scenario um, and they knew they were your girlfriends yep oh yeah yeah see I, I've had a couple girlfriends and my kids didn't know because I didn't come out to them right. until after when I was single right and I didn't want it to be about the people I was with but I wanted it to be about who I was right and I did that when uh, Jackson was doing the day of silence at his school. Right. And I had talked to him about it. And I was like, I'm so proud of you for doing this. And you never know who this affects. And you never right. know who you're supporting. And then I realized, like, God, I'm not even being honest with my kids. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And so I had the conversation with them. And they both were just so protective and, like, you know, accepting. And, like, yeah. and I liked that it was just about me for me and who I am and my choices and not about who I was with at that point and I'm glad I did it that way but it I I, it took a lot longer than I had anticipated because yeah and I don't know why but it did but now they know it's a hard conversation to have and I know you know at one point it, it I feel like at this point it was probably two years ago that I did have a conversation where I just said you know like do you have any questions or anything you want to ask mom and and they were very nonchalant about it Mm -hmm. like nope we're fine like if you're happy, we're happy. And I think it's kind of a product of, you know, them growing up with me. Yeah. You know, and me having probably 75% of my friends being gay and it right. not being a thing. Yeah, it's you like know, it so not a thing. It a thing. Like, yeah. and I see my kids now very protective of me, like you're mm-hmm. saying. Um, you know, and the, and the woman that I'm with now that they've, they've met and they absolutely adore. And they've said, like, Mom, we're so happy that you're so happy. Like, and I think it's never kind of been like... They've never questioned after dad, how come you've only been with girls? Like mm. they've never questioned it. And I think, you know, I don't know that it was framed to them on his end. I don't know how it was framed. I don't know if it was framed. Mommy left me because she wanted to be with women. I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't asked because I don't feel like it's helpful information for me probably to right. have. Um, no, but, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anything ask. that's said over there is probably better no. left over there. Yes. Because um, <laughs> enough things have come back that I've been like, can you just not share that with me? Because mommy has bad temper and mm-hmm. go over well. Yeah. Um, but they're just very like, you know, I think they're so excited. And I, I think at the same time, I'm trying really hard to help them understand what healthy relationships look like. Yeah. Um, so important. Yeah, it really, really is. And that just, you know, 
there's no timeline on happiness and you Mm -hmm. have to do what's best for you. And I think, you know, finally being in a relationship that I feel like is very happy and healthy and that my kids are very settled and comfortable with, Mm -hmm. um, I see the difference in what wasn't healthy. And I think, you know, the decision to leave my husband, even though we had on paper the perfect situation, was, you know, me staying to keep just well enough well enough right was me being a martyr for my children totally and yeah. i'm not willing to do that not yeah. because i'm not willing to toe the line and do that because i don't want them to ever do that no you know that's, like, i totally agree with you i feel like i probably could have done it forever even yeah. though he was starting to like you know it, it got to the point where every time he came home i was just kind of like oh go back to work yeah. like we're just not on yeah, the same page sucks. and i think that um, he's not, like I said, he's not a bad guy, but I just, it wasn't working for us. Right. And I think that I don't ever want my children to believe um, that you have to settle in life. And, yeah. and now, you know, years later where the divorce has, you know, been final for several years and I've moved on mm-hmm. and I've done time by myself and I've, you know, yep. you know, I'm not going to lie. My dad was definitely there changing the smoke detectors yesterday. <laughs> um, <laughs> but at the same token, like I could have. Well, is it because you couldn't reach head. it though? Because you are short. That is exactly what he said. Actually, he was like yeah. short people, and I was like, eh, yeah, it's more lazy, but whatever. I will. We'll go with the short card. <laughs> short is fine, but um, you know, just knowing that I can handle stuff, like I can handle my shit, and it's very empowering to know that, like, I don't need. I I think I I waited for so long to end a marriage. I in my heart knew it was not the right thing. Right. Because I was terrified of what was on the other side of that. Of course. But I can say now, even on my worst day, I still know it was the best decision yeah, for me. And totally. for my kids. You know, for for what it's worth, they see him more now than they did when we were married. Because mm. he has some custody. And yeah. it has to be home. He has to show up. Yeah, yeah. So he has to be around them. But, yeah. you know, like I said, it's it's very interesting. But it is, it's very strange to go from a, a family of five, you know, being married to a man to, you know, the... The woman who shows up with her girlfriend to the hockey games now. You know, yeah. it's a very different place to be. Yeah. It really is. And to see, you know, to introduce all of my coach friends to my girlfriend and say, yeah. like, you know, well, this is what it is now. So one question I've got, because this was this was a hot, a hot button for me, was the length, how long did you wait before your kids met your girlfriends? And how many girlfriends did they meet? Um, they met, they met four girlfriends how long did you like did you were you like okay I want to kind of be with them for like two months and then or like did you have like a standard so the complicated piece of it is two of them they knew already Mm -hmm. um and so the one of them they I was married when I had met her Mm -hmm. um and they knew her she was our what's that your professor a professor yeah um so they knew her already which made for a little bit of complication um just to kind of say like hey by the way you guys I'm actually dating her and they mm. were like, no shit, mom. Like, you <laughs> they, know, they were kind of like, we got that. But yeah. I mean, we did try to play it off for a long time. There was, you know, because of the divorce. And and to be fair, I don't want it to make it sound like I moved this woman into my home as soon as my divorce was in process. Because that's not what it was. I mean, she didn't come around my house for probably six months while we were in process of the divorce. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want her around the kids. I was right. very protective. That's and, you know, for a little while I blamed her. Like... You know, why, why did you prey on a married woman? Because she had a history of dating married women. Um, Wait a minute, though. Didn't you in the beginning say... Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. It was displaced. So it you was, were absolutely. twisted. Absolutely. Okay. I was trying to rewrite history because yeah. I was you kind of doubting what I had done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, she she did, too. So she, you guys she were... It was a little yeah, bit yeah. of both. Um, but, 
so they already knew her. So it was complicated because they already knew her. Right. Um, and then I, the one after that, they they met. Uh, I don't it was know not. If a, I never met the one after that, did I? And she didn't stick around for very long. She was a little bit cr- on the crazy side. Very few people met her actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why I. I I think almost nobody met her actually. A couple of the people I work with met her, and that was. But it. your kids met her. They did by default. Hmm. It ended up. It was by default where um, one of the kids' lacrosse gear was in my car, and I had to drop it off to them at the field. And otherwise, they never would have met her. Mm. Um, she happened to be with me when I had to go drop this stuff off. Yep. Um, but couldn't she just have been an anonymous friend? Like if I was, she with could you? have been. She could yeah. have been. Um, they may think that's what she was. You know, to oh, be but honest, you never had I don't know that we had that conversation. I'm dating her. Right. No. So you don't really know that they met her. I don't know that they, they, okay. they did meet her. But I mean, like, Benji that they told, knew. My Benji told her that she was the worst grown-up he ever met. What? And I was like, that shit is a deal breaker. Like, if Benji doesn't like you, you're done. Like, Benji loves everybody. Um, Wait a second. What made, what made him say that to her? What happened? Um, he was just kind We were at a... One of my friends had a gathering at like a little campground thing and we went for the afternoon and she was with me. She had already met them at the lacrosse field. So I thought like, whatever, might as well do this. Right. Mm -hmm. And I already had my doubts about her. She was on, she was letting her crazy show a little bit. And I was kind of like, man, you got to tuck that shit back in. Like she was just a little (laughs) bit off. Like there was something about her that just wasn't resonating well with me. And I thought, oh, but I, but so the, the diff, you know, sort of like the background pieces that I don't know how to date. Right? Because I met my husband when I was 17. You didn't really date Mm. at 17. So I was with him 17 to 30-something. I didn't really know how to date. So she seemed nice enough, and I thought, this is what you do, right? Like, whatever. So she came with us to the campground, and she was just kind of, you know, she was playing with the kids, but she was a little bit too um, aggressive with them as far as, like, her sense of humor. Like, she was just... You know, she was being playful, but almost like 12-year-old boy playful, mm. like it, which kids don't get. And yeah. Benji just kind of, he was fishing at this little campground, and he kind of looked up and was like, you are the worst grown-up I have ever met. And I was like right there and then like, you know, signed and sealed. I'm like, you're out. Like, <laughs> I'm done with you. Move on. Um, Is that really what did it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I had doubts about her anyway. Um, so it was not, a, it was not a good fit for me. I was just kind of, I was kind of trying to understand the whole dating game. Yeah. This is when, you know, we were on the yeah. same, <laughs> the same circuit there and I I'm was still emailing on the circuit, you like, man. I'm still a free agent. When I was emailing you like, what happened here? Like, yeah. did you see this person? What happened here? Like what's going on with this dating So a little big, ba- little background. The two of us got divorced around the same time. Yeah. Split I think up it was actually the same, the same year. I have a couple other friends. I, like there was like a divorce epidemic mm-hmm. with my friends. I think. I knew 15 people in my industry yep. getting divorced. It was like boom, boom, boom. Oh my God. It was I like I remember epidemic. talking to Foley's and them yeah. saying. They're like, oh my God. It was like a oh crazy. Oh them too. Yeah. Like I was, I used to vacation with a bunch of families and three of us got yep. divorced. Yep. Um, and so it was like this epidemic and, you know, I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to try online dating. Like I thought, well, yeah. this is how so many of my clients meet that way. I'm like, yeah. well, this it works for so many people. Well, it's got to work for so me. So you hear the other side of the story. Of the success stories. Yeah. There's yeah. so many success stories. Which is awesome. Yeah, but I just have had no success. <laughs> like I have had no success. There have been some doozies online for Oh certain. my God. So it's funny because we are... Your profile well, you were my up. 100% match. Which was, <laughs> that was your 100% match? Remember when I kept emailing yes, you, like, you are yes. my 100% match? Yeah. Like, 
okay. I don't really know how to, to feel this. Like, you would come <laughs> up as, like, Carla is your 100%. And I was like, wow. <laughs> how should we handle that? And I thought, like, the only person who's going to love this is Foley. Like, oh, totally. The only one who will eat this up oh, because he doesn't totally. have to meet anybody new would be Foley. Yeah. Um, but, so, yeah, it. It's it's an interesting world out there, and that's why I would it send is. them to you. Like, please tell me what you think of this. One. Oh my like, gosh, there's they, some nutty people. There's some really crazy people. Out and there. I and I, I also think the interesting part of online dating is it's exponentially crazier when you're bisexual. Yeah. First of all, can we talk about the word bisexual? Yeah. I fucking hate it. It's really why a does problem. it have the word sexual in it? It's really like who cares? Problem. It's got such a negative connotation I to it because hate that word. you know if you're straight, people are kind of like well what's bisexual and if you're gay people are discriminatory of it like mm. what do you mean you're bisexual F- well fuck that like oh i know and it's I, kind of like i don't and, and to be fair like i don't i define myself as bisexual because society says you need a label right but in reality i think person, for me it was about the person i was with yeah. and you know actually one of my students said to me because i run the um the true colors group at my mm. school which is like you know the lgbt yeah. teen thing and um one of my students said, hey, miss, have you ever ter- heard the term demisexual? And I looked it up, and it's it's kind of the love of being with people. And I thought, how hmm. have I never fucking heard of this before? But bisexual has such a negative connotation to it. And I, you know, Demi. I for like me, that. it's very, like, I don't want to put a definition on who I am because, I totally hear you know, you. God forbid you ever decide, like, oh, my gosh, I just met the man of my dreams. Right. Like, I... I'm no longer going to call myself anything. But at the same time, I've always defined myself as being someone who just loves being with the person that I'm with. Right. But I don't think I ever put a label to it. But then, you know, now, having met someone who I just feels like like she's it, I no longer feel that way. Like, oh, I have to define this as something. You know, right. and I, we've had an open and honest conversation because I, she was married to a man yeah. as well, which I, I actually think is also a very interesting point because yeah. I think having been with women who have only been with women yeah, and now having been with a woman who was married to a man for the same length of time that I was, there's a whole nother level of understanding there because totally. she's been through everything I've been through. Yeah. And there's just like this sort of unspoken, like it just flows because there's no sort of, I felt like, you know, with the other women I was with, there was always this sort of awkward... Um, conversation about would you ever go back to being with men you know and that was always that that underlying it's not about so not about that it's really not about that such a negative connotation with the word it's really and it's really hard I feel like you know being a middle school teacher because things are different now than they were when we were that age um bisexuality is wildly accepted and and you wouldn't you wouldn't know that like I, I mean for you know, over a decade, I taught elementary school in a suburban town where it was not even talked about. And I, you know, I could have come out from <laughs> under a rock. And when I walked into this middle school, it was kind of like people were saying bisexual. Like it was just like saying, you know, Christmas tree. It was just yeah. like a normal word. And it was yeah. kind of like, and I kind of had to stop and say like, what, what are you defining here? Like, what do you mean bisexual? And they're like, miss, we like boys and girls. And I'm like, get the fuck out. Like, <laughs> this is wildly accepted. Like, where was I when this happened? Yeah. Like, you know. Who knew? Yeah. And why don't adults accept it the way teenagers do? You know? And yeah. it's, it is really, um, you know, I, it, my parents struggle with it. We have this conversation mm-hmm. regularly where, you know, I say to my parents, like, I, you know, I'm with this woman. She's really amazing. I can't wait for you to meet her. And my mother will be like, so are you just done with men now? And I'm like, well, Ugh. um... Did I not make that with clear her, when period. I divorced yeah. that man to be with this woman? Like, I'm done I with that man. I yeah. am currently with this woman, yeah. and that's all we're focusing on. It doesn't. Right. People. It's funny. People just 
they've got to fit you in a box. Yeah. They've got to like categorize you and label you. Right. And it's so frustrating. And I think the thing about it is that I, and, you know, and the disclaimer being that my parents love and accept me for who I am always. True. Um, yeah. But I think I took, you know, them knowing me for 34 years and turned it completely upside down while they went, what the fuck happened? Yeah. You know, like the, everybody thought I was happily married. Everybody. I did not. I mean, there were a handful of people that I told my, you know, darkest and dirtiest secrets to. But even my best friends did not know because they were best friends with him, too. Mm. And so when I said, we're done, everybody was like, what? Yeah. You know, we never fought. Everything was fine. So my family, I mean, he was like a son to my parents. So when I said it to them, they were kind of like, you know, I got that sideways Mm. glance. Like, what just happened? Yeah. You know, what just happened? And my father... Handled it very well, as he always does, and was like, it was because we let you play softball. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> right, Dad. You're like, you, you got it, man. Like, you're yeah. spot on there. I but, never played softball or yeah. basketball. <laughs> I, play so- I played softball. I played hockey. And hockey, now. yeah. It's I kind mean, of hello, like stereotype. Um, yeah, right. I fit every stereotype. It is, you know, Indigo yeah. Girls was my favorite band. Did you drive a Subaru? Up. I did. I drove oh a my Jetta God. and a Subaru. Like, I mean, stereotypes I didn't even know existed. But, you know, and I think... But it is what you're saying. I think I never really defined myself because I don't fit in a box. I feel like for me, it's not, it's never been who I was to fit myself into a box and to sort of define myself under any certain title would not mm. be who I was. You right. know, and, and, I mean, even now, my mother will say, there's nothing you could do that would surprise us now. And Good. I'm like, right. actually, you know, like there's mm-hmm. always something. I'm like, is there? <laughs> no, not right now there's not. But the woman I was dating prior to this had decided, you know, that... So I left out number three. Number three was um, a dear friend of mine my entire oh, life right, who I, right. you know, I we decided met, to give right. it a shot. What's that? I don't, I didn't meet her. You did not meet her. No. Um, she, she was a dear friend of mine my entire life and we decided to give it a shot. She, you know, has been gay her whole life. That was, you know, she was not bisexual. There was nothing, you know, and uh, we decided to give it a shot. She was kind of always like, out there as a possibility and we went through a divorce at the same time she was married to this woman and they had a daughter together and they kind of crashed and burned very quickly Mm. um but in process of me saying to my parents hey guess what you know i know that you knew her but now we're dating and Mm. they were very accepting and okay well you know because how long have you known her 25 years jesus christ yeah crashed and burned hard yeah it crashed and burned hard it was a bad step to take um not a good threshold to cross like I I think I kind of thought like you know I was where you were where we were on this online dating circuit that just wasn't going well and I thought I don't really want to meet anybody new because people are all fucking nuts like I've met too many crazies now and I'm just not doing this anymore um so I thought I'd give it a shot and she was you know she was really into it and I kind of wasn't and I wanted to be because I knew as a person I really loved her very much um but as a as a partner it was not good um, why what what means no, nothing what about mean? it was good it was just um the sex wasn't good the sex was no terrible. chemistry sex was terrible the sex was um, terrible the sex was terrible the sex was terrible and it was really for me it was kind of like what I, constitutes terrible sex she was not confident and that's a really big turn oh for yeah me. really no. big turn off like if you're not confident in the bedroom Ugh. it's a deal breaker for me Huge deal breaker. Confidence in general. Confidence in general. Is confidence the in sexiest general. shit. Yeah, I love absolutely. a confident person. Oh. And it was, it was just, I didn't know her as that person because I knew her not in a relationship. Right, and, you knew her as, as a one of your best friends. She was like, confident yeah. enough, yeah. So she was, 
And it was nice because, you know, my ex-husband knew her. We met each other at the same time. Mm-hmm. He loved her. So it was kind of like things were going to just kind of fall into place. And yep. it was kind of this pie-in-the-sky idea of what was ideal. And But she lived far from here. She was three and a half hours away. Um, and she wanted to do long distance for 18 years. And she thought there was no issue with that. She wow. couldn't move because she has a split custody where she is. And, yep. um it just kind of crashed and burned in a bad way. And, um, you know, but in point being that my, you know, my parents were like, you know, there's nothing you can do at this point that would surprise us. And I was like, actually, new girlfriend decided to have a baby with her best gay friend. And she's pregnant. And they were like, what? Um, and I was Holy like, shit. so so don't challenge me. <laughs> like, I will always oh come up with something. Um, wow. So, yeah, it just, it, it and was And so not, are you not friends anymore? We have not talked. Unfortunately, we have not talked, and I'm not really sure how to broach that because I I was out of it before I ended it because I kind of didn't know how to end it with her because I didn't want to hurt her as a friend, and I was kind of like, I'm going to lose a 25-year friendship over this. Um, and it, it was mm. kind of heartbreaking. It still is. Um, but she, she was not in the same place as I was. She... Mm. You know, she was, like, ready to get married. And I was like, this is not going to work. Like, I am not attracted to you. I am not. Ooh. I was initially because yeah. she was a very confident person as a friend. But she turned into being really somebody I didn't. You know, when you know somebody in a relationship and a friendship, it's yeah, totally it's different. different. You see everybody's, you know, other side when you're dating them. It's yeah. totally different. And, again, having not been in the dating world for very long, it was yeah. it was a different scenario. Um, so it didn't it didn't go well. And it didn't end well. And I, I met new girl shortly after. I'm not going to call her new girl. But, you know, I met yeah. the woman that I'm with now shortly after her. How did you I, meet her? I, I met her online. Interesting. Well, fuck yeah. you. So I met her online. God. and I um, Which site? Was it OkCupid? It was, no, it was Plenty of Fish. Oh, God. Um, I just never and that shit site. I, so what happened is this woman that I work with was, on, was online dating. And I was helping her look for somebody. You know, we, we, we carpooled to work. And I would go mm-hmm. on her on her phone on the way to work the days I wasn't driving and I would look up profiles and mail people and she'd be like, don't email her. And I'd be like, no, no, I'm emailing her. Well, this woman that I'm with now <laughs> came across and I was like, damn, like I want to know her. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to email her from this other woman's page. Right. So I I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make a new site. Right. So I go online and I make a new profile because mm-hmm. I had gotten rid of the other one after the last crazy one. And I Jeez. was like, you know, <clears throat> So I go online and I send her a message and a couple days later she responds. And I, I'm really like, of all the people that I would write back and forth with, I would, I would never follow through because I felt like there's so many crazies out there. There are so <laughs> oh many crazies there out really there. There really are. Yeah. It really is something. And um, for some reason there was something about her that just, I really wanted to meet her. And, and she had messaged me a few times and I said, look, I really hate this site, but I, just going to give you my number, and if you want to text me, then text me. And um, she texted and said, let's get together. It was right before Christmas, and she said, let's get together before the holidays because I feel like, you so know. right before Christmas? Yeah. It's not even February. Yeah. And there's yeah. been some big steps taken. Yeah, yeah. All right, so go on. So she's like, well, it was a few weeks before Christmas. So she's like, <laughs> you know, I, um, I, I'd like to get together before the holidays because things are going to get crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Fine. Like, I'd rather meet you than spend three weeks yes. texting you and yes. then decide we're not compatible. Yeah, 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 yeah. So on a whim, I'm leaving work. And I said, let's meet for drinks. I'm leaving work now. I can meet you for dinner. And she's like, I'm at the gym, but I'll, I'll go home and shower quick and I'll meet you for pizza. I'm like, fine. So 
she came out and we ended up sitting in the restaurant till everybody was gone and the restaurant shut down. We were there about three and a half hours just talking and everything was seamless. And I thought, how is like, she walked into the restaurant and the minute she walked in, I thought like, she's it. Like she had this look on her face and she just, there was something very settling about her that made everything else make sense. And I can't, you know, I'm not going to say like, you know, I can't even label what it was, but something about it was very different than everybody I've ever met before. And after Mm. we left the restaurant, she said, you know, I have a really crazy busy schedule. She's a nurse. Um, She's, you know, she has two kids of her own. And she said, I have a really busy schedule. I'm supposed to go to this thing tomorrow night. But if you're free, I'm going to cancel because I'd really like to see you again. Mm. And I'm like, okay, like I have a thing tomorrow too, but I will cancel also. Um, And I think she was probably 40 minutes from home and I was about 15 minutes from my house. And before I even got home, she had texted me and said like, I really enjoyed hanging out with you tonight. And there was no like, she didn't do like the whole first kiss thing or anything that night. It was, she was very kind of like just feeling things out, but I got just really good vibe from her. She just really down to earth, really um, good people. So we went out the next night. We came out to Hartford actually, and we hung out. um, We went to Monte Alvin for Mexican Mm. and then we went over to Sane and had drinks and, it was wow. one of those winter nights that it was like 60 degrees or something. Yeah, I ended up yeah. standing in the parking lot in front of, um, you know, the cheese and stuff parking lot. Mm-hmm. Whoa, um, you no, just, I just went like stuff. I went old school on you. So we stood in that parking lot and talked till 3.30 in the morning. And I had hockey at 7 o'clock the next Ugh. day. But we just talked. And it was yeah. un- like there was just this crazy connection. And we've been kind of inseparable since. And, you know, I um, we talked about our kids should get together and meet. And... Um, our kid, we, we were like, let's take him to get pizza. Hold on a second. Yeah. So it hasn't even really been two months. Because it's not February. No. It's December and middle of December. Hasn't been even January. Two wow. Yeah. Now, how do you know? Like, She's having amazing. your kids meet so, is a so huge step. Have they? Right. Yeah. No, they have. It mm. was actually, a, it was supposed to be like a, let's grab pizza. And they stayed for four days. And like, they Holy actually shit. came with me to New Hampshire to this hockey tournament. And the kids like Miles was introducing the kids to other kids as like his stepbrothers and I was like dude you gotta slow your roll a little bit here like this doesn't look good um but it they although. just <laughs> I mean although um but it's just been seamless and I, I feel like for me I'm the type of person you know like you said I don't filter Mm-mm. and I don't I, I have no bounds like you, there's nothing off limits with me and I can find a deal breaker in 25 seconds. I really can. Like, yeah. I will tell you, this doesn't work for me. Yeah. This doesn't work for me. And yeah. I will be on the fence about something. It, it's been, you know, not a very long time. There's not a single deal breaker with this woman. Like, everything has just been seamless. Like, I met her family. I went over there for dinner the other night. Everything was wonderful. I, You know, she's met all of my friends. She got the Aaron Foley stamp of approval. What? Like, yeah. So she's just been... Yeah, B met yeah. her too, right? Yeah. She yeah. came to work with me one day, and she's just... Yeah. It's kind of like she's that missing piece. Like, I just feel very... Um, I can't wait to meet her. Yeah, I want you to. She's just really outstanding. Like, she kind of... I feel like, not to be all like Tom Cruise, but I feel like she completes me. Like, she's just very like... You're going to start jumping on the couch? Yeah, I'm going to jump on the couch <laughs> now. But um, she's just she's just really, like, settled. And, and um, I feel like... You know, I kind of revert back to a lot of my old baggage with... with my ex and she kind of undoes some of the baggage which is really mm. wild like yeah. you know baggage I didn't even know was there and she's just mm-hmm. very she's she's not over you know she doesn't take over my space but she's yeah. very complimentary to my space my physical space my mental space yeah. um, 
There's something and, about that. And, yeah, there's something about it. Like, I just feel really good when I'm with her, like, doing anything. It. And it's really wild because I feel like, what's different, right? So I keep trying to think, like, what's different? How do I know? You know, because I don't want to fuck this up. Like, no. I've fucked up some relationships pretty big. And I don't want to fuck this up. And what's yeah. different for me? And I feel like, you know, she and I have spent all this time together. We've been kind of inseparable since the day that we met. And it's it's wild because I'm not that person. I'm mm-hmm. fiercely independent now because I've been for so long. And I don't like people in my space. And I'm not needy. And I like to do stuff by myself. And I, you know, I'll choose a night out with my boys that I coach with over hanging out with, like, anybody else any night of the week. Mm-hmm. But... I, I can see her being part of that. Like, and mm. I'm always that, that person that's like, I don't want to mix groups. Right. Like, I don't like that. I like to have my yep. different stuff. But I just, so she came to this tournament and everything was seamless. And all of my boys were like, she's amazing. Like, she's perfect for you. I'm like, you see that too? Like, yeah, right? it's wild, right? right? So what's different? And I just, I kind of can't, I kind of can't pinpoint what it is other than it just really fits. Like, everything mm. just feels good about it. Like, She's not, um, she kind of, she kind of compliments who I am and doesn't try to stifle it. Yeah. There's been not a single disagreement. There's been not a single, like, any sort of personality conflict. And I know mm-hmm. it's the honeymoon stage. Sure. It is. I get yeah. that. But it's just, there's, it, she's great. Like, just, she's very, I think Enjoy she's. It. Yeah. I, I mean, just that, think it's really great. I think it's important that, you know, when you, you acknowledge that it's the honeymoon phase and mm-hmm. you know, and it can last up to two years, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I talked to my therapist about this too a lot and she's like, okay, you know, with any new relationship, she's like, just be prepared. Like all those things that you thought were cute, they're going to, they could start getting on your nerves. This could be a thing right. that's going to, and so I'm like aware of those things and, right. you know, it's still like, that, that's the thing is with the honeymoon phase, like it's. It's something to just be enjoyed. Right. You don't want to spend the whole time right. just kind of looking and going. Because I know like, the, other the shoe first couple drop? weeks I was yeah. I would catch myself kind of like staring at her and being like, huh, like when is that deal breaker going to uh-huh. show? When's your crazy flag going to start flying? Like, yeah, yeah. Like what's going to – because, you know, with the last several, it was like I had deal breakers day one where I was like, fuck, this is not But see, that's the work. good thing is that you have something to, to, to kind of compare it to. Right. And you're like – you know, as, as we get on in age and we have a little bit more life experience and you're, you know, you just, you know when it feels right and when it doesn't. Right. And I had that experience where, you know, the last, you know, person I'm in love with actually, you know, walked in my door and I looked and I was like, whoa. Yeah. Like it was the second I saw him, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like I just felt it. Right. And then I knew it from like the day moving forward. I knew. You right. Know, and we're not together now or anything, but, you know we're great friends and who knows like I I think there's a chance that we could be yeah and it but it's like it's it's when you look at that whole feeling of um you know how do you quantify it and how is how is he different from anyone else I've been with and it's like this feeling of like coming home yeah it's exactly like I look at him and I'm like yeah and yeah there's a million things wrong there's a million things that need work there's a million things that like you know they're not perfect right now and that's why we're not together but you know, but but that overlying feeling of like, I'm home. Yeah, and, and no matter where you and are, and I don't need with to overanalyze them. it. Like, but no matter where you are with them, it feels good to be with them. Yeah, and that I mean that was sort of what was different for me was that I I felt like, in all the relationships that I've been in, even my marriage, I kind of manned my situation myself. Mm-hmm. So like we would go to the hockey rink, and I say rink all the time because we're there seven days a week, mm-hmm. and um. 
I would never introduce the people I was with to anybody. It was kind of just like, ugh, just go sit over there and I'll be done when I'm done. Yeah. But like, she will walk into the rink holding my hand and I don't have any qualms with that at all. Like, I'm proud mm-hmm. to be with her. I'm very comfortable to be with her. I want everybody to know yeah. her. I feel very, like, strong about this. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not... Um, and also really wild is she's the first kind of not butchy woman that I've dated. Like, True. True she's, story. <laughs> she's, yeah. Like she's kind of sporty and. Yeah. But it. But she's like she, you. Yeah. Yeah. A little she's, sporty yeah, spice. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a little mm. sporty spice. Yeah. Um, but she's not. She looks like a woman, which is really. It, it's new to me. You know, the women that I've been with have been very butchy and not for. Yeah. Any reason other than that's what I was thought to. was I was attracted to. Yeah. Like I thought that's what it was. And yeah. you know, being with her, I just feel like, you know, I I told my parents about her the first week I met her because I just like I felt like there was something in me saying, like, I gotta get this out. Like I just I want everybody to know her because I just feel mm-hmm. like I, mean, I can't explain this because I feel like I've never felt this way before. Even in my marriage, I don't think I was like, oh my God, he's it. Even though I think we were kind of married out of convenience. I was pregnant when I got married. Mm. Um, we were already engaged, but Right. You know, I, I, I think I got married because that's what you were supposed to do. Right. And I think I was with him because that's what I was supposed to do. Um, but I feel like I want everybody to know her. And I remember, you know, saying to my parents, like, so I ended this thing, by the way. Uh, sorry if you run into her. She may not be happy to see you guys because she lives in the same town that they live in when they don't live here. Mm. Um, so, so anyway, um, <laughs> I was kind of like, so if you run into her, like my apologies. And, and they were like, we're Allison, we're used to this. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, we've known you 37 years. This is not new. Um, and I said, they said, well, you'll move on and you'll meet someone. And I was like, yeah, funny story. I did. And they were like, of course you did. And my mom was like, <laughs> male or female. And I'm like, yeah, is this normal conversation to have with your family? Like what happens here? I kind so, of um, you know, I remember saying to them, like, and she looks like a woman. And they were kind of like, they didn't really know what to do with that response because they were yeah. like, haven't you been with women? And I was like, right. but she doesn't look like the women I've dated. She's, you know, she's she's really beautiful. And she just, uh, I'm just really like, I'm excited to see where it goes from here. And I just mm-hmm. think it's, I haven't felt like this before. I haven't felt like, you know, there's potential here for this to be it. Yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah, which is wild after like a month and a half. Right. So, you I know? mean, the thing that's really crazy is that, um, I don't, I've never done relationships sort of in the mainstream way where I've kind of always kept the doors open. Like, Mm. I, I, the last relationship I was in, she was like, let's have an open relationship. Not that I want one, but I think you probably do. And I was like, sure. Like, you're speaking my language. Like, that works for me. Turns out it doesn't work for me because I was kind of like, why aren't we just hooking up when you visit then? Because I don't really know what that means. Right. Um, but with with this woman, it was very, like, I met her and I took down the profile the next day. Like, there was no more room for anything. And that was kind wow. of, that's different for me. That's very, like, yeah. I'm not keeping the doors open. Like, I don't want to. Like, yeah. I'm very, like, this is, I want to be fully committed to this. And I want I get this that. to be, you mm-hmm. know, when she was like, I want you to meet my mom. And I was kind of like, uh, okay. Now, you is know? she on the same page as you? Do you, Have you guys talked about this? Is she? Yeah. Yeah. Which is also crazy because it was the same timeline. Like she was like, I don't want to jump the gun here, but I'm really into this. And I was like, ditto. Like I don't really know what to say about yeah. that. Because it just kind of came, you know, I get her story is very similar to mine. Yeah. Um, You know, in her timeline and, you know, how long she was with her ex and, and the kids. Did she and, leave her ex or did her ex no, leave her? No, he left. No. Um, any particular reason? Like did he... 
Was he just like, I'm, I'm just not happy, kind of like what happened to me or what? Um, I don't know if he wasn't happy. I know that he was unfaithful. I know yeah. that there were affairs, but, you know, at the same, and I think he rewrites history as well. You were gay, so I left. Right, right, you know, right. Which I think all of our husbands Oh, I got, do, yeah, yeah, I got that yeah. too. I'm like, you didn't even know. Yeah. You didn't know I liked yeah. women. That wasn't why yeah. this failed. You can't reframe it, it that way. No. Um, so, I, I mean, I think that her story is similar to mine, so she kind of gets where I'm at as far as... <laughs> was she heartbroken? Did she think he was forever? No, no, I don't think so. I think yeah. she, you know, she always knew that she was attracted to women. and Yeah. Um, but, you know, she feel, it's weird because we do talk about it. We talk about how fucked up it is that, like, we're so sold on this and it hasn't been very long. Yeah, and how she'd been with other women besides you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know that they were long-term relationships, mm-hmm. I'm, but but yeah. And had she been with course. women before she was with her husband, or was it one of those? Yes. Yeah, yeah she had. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I feel like there's a lot of women our age that have gone through this experience of, yeah. you know, and it's so it's so much more common than you realize until the you know circuit. when you start having the conversation of like yeah. the, circuit. the circuit, yeah, the lady circuit. I feel like we need to have like a um, like music that goes with that. <laughs> the, circuit. the circuit. I'll have to research some music <laughs> for the circuit. Um, but there's so many people that, like, I feel like women's sexuality is a lot more fluid than men's. Yeah. And I've had this conversation with a lot of people, and there's just, it, it, it's just not so black and white. And no. it's, you know, it's interesting to think about, you know, like, I've always had an appreciation for the female form as a photographer. Yeah. And, like, women's bodies, I think, are so beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. But then it's like, I don't know if I always thought that because I wished I looked like those women. Yeah. You know, and I was like, is, is this what I want? Like, Am I attracted to these women's bodies because that's what I want and that's what I think other people are attracted right. to? Or am I, am I attracted to them because I'm attracted to them? Right. And, and kind of not really knowing the answer because I was yeah. always in relationships with men. Yeah. And not because my family wouldn't have been supportive. They're the most supportive right. family. Like I've got, That's you know, a really interesting sort of insight though to, I mean, because I know it for me <laughs> as a photographer at the time, it was, it was definitely about the art form of their body, but you know, was it because my body didn't look like their bodies? It's right. a very interesting insight. I don't yeah. know the answer to that. No, and I and I remember thinking that being like, I'm looking at their body and I'm I'm feeling attracted to that. So therefore everyone else must be too. But the the reality is everyone's attracted to different right. things. Yeah. Everyone is attracted to different things. Like I've been attracted to overweight men and misshapen men and misshapen women and all just people just in their own and it's right, it's their it's body that, and their right. their their um, confidence and their personality and that's really what it does that's really what does it for it's me it's the whole not, demisexual thing you totally. look it up it's it's this whole like vision of being you know it's it's you're attracted to people and the connections that, that you have yeah. to those people and how they make you feel when you're with them right. and how but it is the confidence and, thing it absolutely oh, is the gosh. confidence thing I mean the, the woman that I was with prior to this that was constantly like, you know, is that okay? Is this okay? Are you okay? What's And, and I was kind of like, oh, my God. Like, I cannot do this. Like, this Mm-mm. is – and because my ex was not very confident um, as a person, just not right, very confident. Right. But I think confidence makes the person's, you know, and your relationship, it makes that your perception of that person's place in your life totally yeah. different. Like, I, mm-hmm. I just – Confident lack of confidence is a deal breaker. Yeah, like it's I think so even tough. in friends, it's kind of a Mm-mm. deal breaker. It is. I, I've I've had this discussion with my my core best friends, are three of the most confident, competent women yeah. I've ever met. Yeah, ever. And and I'll you know, and I found you know relationship patterns in my life of like friending people, and it's like you know, it's like I've tried to like fix people and nurture them and like mama it's so bear much them, work. and then I just am like I can't deal with this 
this lack of confidence. A job. No, I can't yeah. do it. And I've realized that later in life and I just don't, I avoid it now. I don't, yeah. I don't try to like to fix the people and, and, and get them to feel more confident. Cause you just, I can't do it. Like I'm not, I can't have all these projects and right. you know what I mean? Right. Well, um, that's what it is. It becomes a project. Yeah, it becomes a project. And, and you can't be in a relationship no. with a project. That's no. like a, my that's, therapist told me I can't. She's like, absolutely no new projects. You can't, yeah. you can't mentor the people you're dating. You can't fix the people you're dating. Right. You can't, you just have to accept them and like be with them. I think that's and, what it is too though. You need to be with somebody who stands alone on their own. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who yeah. has a, a personality on their own. And that was mm-hmm. sort of where I got caught up, I think, in most of the relationships I've been in in my life are people who take my personality on as theirs. And I can't be no, with somebody I, I'm like attracted that. to you because of you, not because you're mirroring right. who I am. I don't want to do myself. But I think myself. in the past I've been attracted to, not attracted to so much as being in relationships with people who took on me as part of them and I didn't kind of circle back and say, like, what about you? Like, and maybe that's self-focused mm. on my part. I don't really know what that was. Hmm. Um, just people who kind of took on my personality and the difference now being that, you know, she kind of looks at me like she doesn't try to change who I am. She doesn't try to fit it into a box. She doesn't try to, like, make it. Yeah. She's kind of like, wow, I really love your energy and your magic and I want to keep it just how it is. And I'm kind of like, wow. You know, I've not been with mm. people like that. Like, I... You know, my ex was always kind of trying to stifle me because, hmm. you know, he accept, he took on my relationship, but he was always kind of, like, I was a little over the top for him. And as a person, I don't think that I'm that over the top. I think I'm just kind of not inside a box. No. Yeah. Know? No, I agree with you. So I think it's, I think being with somebody who kind of looks at you like, you are magic in your own right. And that's you should be. amazing. And that's what relationships should be about. Yeah. Isn't that what you we know? all want? Yeah. 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 But if you don't see it, then you don't realize what it is. And then when you do see it, you're like, oh, fuck me, man. That's why this didn't work. It. That's why yeah. all of that didn't work. Because it, yeah. there is this very fine balance between, like, idolizing and actually appreciating. You yeah. know, and, like, I think that first relationship, it was more like everything was being done for me. And it was like, oh, it was the polar opposite of what I had been in. Mm-hmm. But then I was kind of like, but I like to do shit for myself. Like, yeah. I don't want somebody doing it all for me. You know what yeah. I mean? So it yeah. was kind of, I don't know. Wow. Well, what advice could you give people that are still on the circuit? <sighs> on the circuit. As we're rounding the end of our... Don't date the crazy. <laughs> um, how, do you, what, how do you get the... How do, what, what are some tips for um, what would I have in my crazy filter? How would I... How do you... I mean, I feel like right that... now it's, you know, always been a mantra of mine, but mm-hmm. I feel like right now more so than ever is trust your gut, man. Like if you sense something is not right, it is not right. Yeah. You know, like if you sense it's off, it's off. Like trust your gut the first time. Don't wait till it bites you in the ass later. You know, like, and I think that's what it is. I said, you know, I think that, that last relationship I was in with that woman that I knew for 25 years, Mm. there was always something nagging at my gut. Like this is not right. Mm. This, there's something about this that isn't right. And I really wanted to make it fit. I really did. But my gut kept saying like, this is not right. This is not it. Hmm. You know, and you've got to trust it. Don't wait. Like, yeah, so you know, trust it, your gut. Yeah, just stay, That's stay great with great advice. It. Trust yeah. your gut, me, because I think, I think intuitively we know so much more than we think we do. Yeah, you know, I, agree. I think there's this part of society that says like you've got to do things a certain way. Everything has to look a certain way and be a certain way, and there's a timeline. You know, this is like with the relationship now. Everybody's kind of like, wait a year, wait this time. You know, don't do anything for three years. And I'm well, kind of like, says says who? Yeah. You know, like if this is it, I know in my heart this is it, then this is it, you know? Right. And, and I, I'm not putting anything on paper right now, but I'm just saying, like, I, 
you know, I think, do you. Nobody knows you better than you. You know, True. and what are we doing? Like, why why are we trying to make everybody else happy? Right. You know, like, why, why are we trying to prove ourselves? Like, if you know what works for you, do what works for you. Like, it yeah. doesn't do you, you know? And I, I feel like I... The last couple of years, I feel I have learned so much about myself and about mm. just life in general and, and how I steer my own children and how I steer my students. And, you know, it, running that LGBT group with my students has been one of the most eye-opening experiences of my life because I sit there and I have these conversations, these crazy conversations with middle schoolers about where they're at and what yeah. they need in life and you know, they will write me letters about how they want to come out to their parents and they're all over the, they're all over the place, Yeah. you know, and I say like, you know, you need to get your thoughts on paper here and then let's talk about it. Let's yeah. talk about why you feel like you need to tell them. And if you're certain that this is something that you need to do, because I think in middle school, you're either totally certain or you're completely on the fence. It's not like, you know what I mean? I think a lot Gosh. of these girls are on the fence and I, and I'm kind of like, just such a young age to even be like navigating through. To even be thinking through. about it. Yeah. I don't know. So I'm kind of like, let's just get you to the place where you feel comfortable in your own skin before you feel like you need to get on a pedestal and tell everybody about it. Let's get you yeah. to the place you're comfortable. So I sit and I have these crazy meetings and conversations with these girls. And then I say, you know, you've got to be true to you. Don't do anything that, you know, don't ever make anybody make you feel like you should fit into their, you know, level yep. of acceptance. And then I realized I wasn't being authentic in my own life. So I'm, t I'm telling them all this stuff, but I'm not actually doing what's best mm -hmm. for me. I'm not actually telling my parents what's really going on in my life. I'm not actually sharing with, right. you know, everybody in my life what's really happening. So it's been very, like eye-opening where I can I can sit there and I can say to my kids be authentic be authentic be authentic though I'm you know showing up at the rink and not introducing the woman I'm with to right. anybody that I'm maybe it's because you knew she wasn't the right I one think for you. well that's what yeah. I'm getting at I think it, I think inherently I knew my gut was yeah. telling me it wasn't the right thing yeah you know so why say anything now you know right. but I don't think I wanted to go there well sure because I don't know it's it sucks to be lonely like it sucks and when you meet yeah. somebody who's maybe more into you than you're into them and you're just like, well, you know, do I just kind of enjoy mm -hmm. this for a little while? And it's like, you, it ends up, that you, you're just tying your energy up with this person. You're right. not leaving yourself open to the possibility of anybody else. Right. You know? But I think it's, aside from there being the whole relationship piece, I think it's, there's something to be said to learning to love being with yourself. Totally. You know, and like, yeah. I remember when my, when my, husband first moved out and the first weekend that my children were with him mm. and in all their lives they've been with me mm. every single day mm -hmm. I had never been away from them and I remember thinking you know 47 more hours like how am I going to get through this you know like how am mm. I going to be by myself for these two days and, and there was months that went by that whenever they weren't there, I would do anything I could do to get out of the house. I did not want to be in my space by myself. Interesting. And then over time, well, I had never really been alone. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I had kids young. I was married young. Yeah. I went from my parents' house to college to his house to having kids. And, you know, he and I spent very little time living alone, just the two of us before we had kids. So right. I was always with them. And I think over time... After, you know, that first relationship I was in, I, I started to really appreciate the quiet and being by myself and kind of learning a little bit about what I needed and yeah. what, you know, what, 
appreciating that time alone and appreciating the space. Yeah. You know, because I, I kind of feel like you can't be a good partner to anybody until you do appreciate those things. Because codependency totally is the kiss of death. I agree. And I'm going to write that down. I really believe it is. You know, codependency is the kiss of death of every relationship. You know, if, if you can't wipe your ass without somebody else's help, like, you're shit out of luck, man. Like, you've got to be able to do <laughs> you. feeling. I know. I, I love... I love being alone. Like I, and I, I never loved it more than when I, like I, it was forced on me, you know, right. like my husband was gone, my kids are gone with him and I'm by myself and I have this giant house to myself, this big fucking house, just yeah. me yeah. and my two cats. And I'm like, what do I, what do I do what with myself? Do? Yeah. But now it's like, I feel like it's like a, a rejuvenation period and I just recharge really and is. I can do what I want. And I yep. can, you know, be, if I want to be a workaholic and work until two in the morning, I can yep. be. You can do whatever you, know? you want to. And I mean, there's nights that I'm like, or, you know. I'm like, oh, the kids are at his house. I'm going to watch 17 episodes of Queer as Folk and nobody's going to stop yeah, me. Like, you know, you get to kind of do your yeah. own thing. And I think yeah. it's really like... You know, not to gay it up, but I'm just saying, I love queer, I love queer as folk. But, you know, the I think... Elwer dude. It, Loved it. Such a good show. I had never seen it. I just... Dude, I got to say, the side note on the L word is, it's like if you're in a relationship and you watch it, like you, it just, I felt like it made me more paranoid and made me, like, it's probably better to watch when you're single. Yeah. Yeah. This, you know what I mean? Like, you're true. like, what the fuck are Yeah. You? No, it is true. You know? But their level of, like, what's acceptable and what's not. Is yeah. Kind of, it's kind of in... Feel like it goes along with what I've always been like mm-hmm. that works for me whatever right. works but um you know I think that I I really do love alone time and I think that when you get to that place where you can accept time by yourself yeah. and you can you know I realize that part of being in a new relationship now and what is working is that I have established all these kind of nice routines I have by myself and if that person yeah. fits into them great great and if they don't like that's kind of a red flag to me like oh wait a minute like if yeah. I don't want you in those places you know I, and I and I'm finding it's it's interesting because I I don't think I realized I was sort of as um habitual as I am you know I wake up I go to the same gas station for coffee every morning I talk to the guy there and then yeah. I, you know I go from there your to, routines. right yeah. I have these routines and I interact with people that I think in my happy little or unhappy little married life, I never had those things. Like, I didn't yeah. make the time to hang out with the guy at the gas station. Mm-hmm. I didn't make the time to, you know, stop in the pizza place and chat with the guy at the register as yeah. much as I, do, I did when I was single and by myself yeah. and kind of not looking for companionship, but just kind of taking note of other people because I wasn't so caught up in the relationship that I was yeah. in. And I, I treasure those moments. I love that you can get down with some gas station coffee. I, Let's dude, talk about that. Absolutely. Me too. Fuck yeah. Starbucks. Every day, no man. Offense. Every day. Well, you know, I did my <laughs> Starbucks time too, but I, but I, <laughs> but I do love my gas station coffee. But I also love it because I love stopping in every morning and saying, you know, hey Sammy, how's it going? And yeah, you know, like he'll be like, the cream is empty, fill it. You know, I and he I love you? that. Oh God, yes. <laughs> but you know, I I love that that I can kind of have those moments where I interact with people around me. That when you are so codependent in a relationship you don't interact with other people mm. that way you right. know and I love that I love like having those just moments being open and, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it is it's kind it. of you open up your heart and let other experiences in I agree you know I and I think like that, that space I feel like I've grown so much in you know in the several years I've been divorced I've grown more than I did in 18 years you mm. know and I think yes 
I didn't realize how much I had lost myself in mm-hmm. myself and my marriage. And it, it sounds so cliche, but I just, I know that after, my parents were highly opposed to my divorce initially because mm-hmm. I think, you know, everybody's so invested in a divorce. You don't realize it. It really, everybody has a hand in your divorce and you do not realize how many people mm-hmm. are affected by it. And I, you know, I remember them thinking, what's going to happen to our relationship with him and what's going to happen sure. to the kids and how's yep. this going to go? And not that we didn't think about those things, but, you know, I think when it came down to it and the divorce kind of went through and a year later when everybody was kind of at odds and the marriage fell apart was when my mother finally said, it's like having you back again. You, Mm. who you were at 17. Mm. Not my mentality, but me. Like actually me shining through that person again and not hiding behind my kids and my marriage because that's what I was doing. Right, right. You know, I mean, if you look, if you were to, you know, kind of, Take a book off the shelf and look through, you know, 37 years of Allison. There's, you know, 12 years of my marriage and children where you you won't see me. You'll see pictures mm. of the kids. You'll see pictures of my ex-husband with the kids. You know, but it was me documenting everything. And I kind of lost who I was. And I mm-hmm. lost myself in it. And I defined myself as a mom first. Mm. And I, yeah. I, I have to say, I I find huge fault now in people who do that. You cannot define yourself as a mom first. You can be protective. You're the second person today who I've interviewed who has had this same thought. Yeah. You you yeah. have to be a person you, you first. To, to be, be an amazing first. mom, you have to be a totally person agree. first. You know, and I, I think there's so many things that have happened in my life that, you know, my children, first of all, I will say, you know, I would throw down for my kids. They are the most important thing in the world to me as, mm-hmm. you know, a, every good mom feels. But that being said, you know, if, if you are only a mom and you do not have anything you stand behind wholeheartedly, yeah. your, your children suffer for that. Yeah, and, um, you know, bringing my children to school with me and having yeah. them be like, they, they loved my students and my students loved them and everything was amazing. And we came mm-hmm. home and, you know, having my kids say, mom, your kids really love you. And it's mm-hmm. really amazing to watch. And having my kids understand what it means to have a passion for somebody before a passion for, you know having a passion for somebody and something that you do and your job and, you know, your work and, you know, you know, my career is very, very important to me. I wouldn't say I'm a career woman because that's not my thing. I'm a teacher and I love what I do. And I, more of a mom to my students, I think, than I am a teacher. But I think that, you know, having them see that I truly love something besides just them. Yeah. is is really huge and so important for them to Mm -hmm. see because I don't want them ever to believe that codependency is okay. Right. I don't ever want them to think that. I want them to know that, like, you've got to love yourself and what you stand behind before you love other things and yeah. other people. Like, you cannot ever put somebody before you. You cannot do that. Yeah. Um, so I think I've just, I've grown so much, but I hid behind those kids. I really did. I was a mom. I was a mom. I was a mom. I was a mom. And that's yeah. what it was. And it was, I was a mom and I was a wife. And yeah. I was a wife. And being a wife and a mom, I lost who I was entirely. You know, hmm. I had no, you know, if, if I had a little bit of time, it was go to the gym because you need to look better. You know, right. and these were the things that were kind of drilled into me by my ex-husband. Yeah. You know, it was all about my appearance. You know, it was not about who I was. Right. You know, and he did not look at me like I was magical. He did not look at me like anything I had to offer was. He accepted me for who I was, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't intrigued by it. He wasn't, it was kind of just, it was just there. Yeah. You know, he was like, well, I landed this and she's not going anywhere and that was kind of what it was. I mean, yeah. it truly was. It was, yeah. I landed this and she's, you know, he said, you gain too much weight to actually go with anybody else. So I know you'll stay. 
that's a sucky thing to, to think about that like right. you just get complacent and people think you're stuck because of your size or whatever. Or but I think bullshit. that is that kind of that's that kind of place that you go to where mm-hmm. it's not about the person you're with. No, they're not the right fit for you. It's anymore. not about like, the person you're with. It's about no. the appearance of the person that you're with. Right. And that turns into a whole other ball game. And it's yeah. it's really you know, I remember him saying that to me and saying, like, if you were thinner, you would have had many affairs. And me thinking, like, huh. one wasn't enough? Like, wh- what did you need to hear from me? Like, yeah, you know, honey, there were, like, there were many before you. Like, what? I don't really know what you need to hear me say, but, like, the amount of times somebody had said your curves are sexy and that you own them is even sexier, like, go fuck yourself. You yeah. know, like, yep. I'm so sorry, your picture of perfect fits in the little box. And, you know, at yeah. this point, it's kind of like, I don't really give a shit what he, what is his picture of perfect because I right. don't feel that way anymore. But I think to watch, to, to take that step back from that marriage and go like, this isn't healthy for me. And just because, just because I don't lose sleep over how I'm going to pay the bills doesn't mean being in this marriage is the right thing. You know what I mean? I'd rather mm. struggle to make ends meet any day of the week. Would I rather work two jobs because so, when I first divorced, I was working three jobs. And I would rather work those jobs and make ends meet and go to bed at night knowing that I didn't have somebody telling me, hey, maybe you should go to the gym a little bit more. Maybe you should do this a little bit more. You know, yeah. you're valued for who you are, not just what you look like. Yeah. Um, but again, I didn't see it in my marriage. I really, truly didn't. And I, I think, you know, everybody thought he was the nicest guy. I mean, still, he shows up and he's super dad. And that's... You know, and as as long as my kids believe that, that's really all that matters. Right. You know, and, and until they don't, which, you know, at some point I think that will probably surface. But, you know, nothing I can do about that. That's right. not my problem anymore. Mm-mm. You know, I man the fallout afterwards. But that's, you know, I think any day of the week, even on my worst day, I know that it was the right decision for me to yeah. to walk away from that and to be with somebody who, you know, whether it's the woman I'm with now or you know, down the road, somebody else, if this doesn't work, mm-hmm. you know, somebody who values me for who I am, you know, who I don't have to always be questioning my worth. And yeah. that's what it was. At, at the end, after years of therapy and many conversations, it was, oh my God, I am worth it. Yeah. You know, how many, how many years I went believing that started even when I was in high school, believing I wasn't worth it because I would have to convince him to stay with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that it was, I mean... Long story short, but when we first got engaged, he, he went to the jewelry store. He was going to buy me a diamond nose ring because he didn't want to pay for a ring. You know, that's that was my worth to him. And I was kind of like, <laughs> oh dude, gosh. like, fucking man up. Like, you buy the ring or, like, you know, not to be... And I'm not a shallow person like yeah. that, but, like, don't undermine it, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like the birthday card. Don't undermine it. Like, yeah. you, if you're not going to do it, don't do it. But don't yeah. please don't justify not doing it. Yeah. No, I you get know? that. I get that. Wow. Yeah. So trust your gut and trust your gut, man. I can't wait to see where you and the current lady love of yeah. your life are. I'm excited uh, for you to meet her. I think you're I gonna can't like wait. she's good people. I can't wait. We're talking about doing like a dinner party and making the Foley's come and cook. Yeah. Oh god. I'll, I'll be his sous chef. I love you, being his Me too. Sous chef. He and me and oh, him god. are usually so but I'm no, allowed no, no. in the kitchen. You, if you're allowed in the kitchen, we'll be great. Yeah, we can and I'll just sit back and drink. I'll host no sweet and breads, you. Though. Oh, 
No sweet breads, no truffle there when oil. You did sweet breads zero, <sighs> zero, zero. No cilantro. He knows what I don't. I'm do. not a cilantro fan either. That's Thank funny. Thank God. Okay. I'm learning to okay be okay with it, but Never. for a while it was a deal breaker. Like if oh, it was in anything, deal breaker. It tastes no, like soap. Yes, I can't do it. Right, but so so there's actually been studies yes. that for some people it actually tastes like it soap. Does that's taste not like a, soap that's a real thing. It is a real thing. I'm here to so say. So not only are we on the circuit, we have a cilantro issue, which is amazing. Yeah. So we'll we'll have to set that up and and. Get some FaceTime with, with Lady Love and see what's going to happen. And I, I can't wait to great. do a follow-up because I'm sure people are going to want to know. I would love to do a follow-up. I think yeah. this is great. It's fun. Yeah. Next time we'll have some gas station coffee. Girl, I will bring you gas station coffee. Hell yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing well, your thank story. Thank you for I really having appreciate me. It was it. fun. This is so much fun. And I, I really too. enjoyed it. It was really fun. I know. You're, I feel like we could talk for hours I do. More. I do. I yeah. totally do. It's fun. Yeah. I was so nervous about it because I've never, <laughs> like, I've never done this whole thing. I mean, I love to talk with yeah, people, but this is having a conversation. That's it. And then yeah. to hear your voice in a, in a headphone and it sounds pretty professional. Yeah, it's very so cool. It's I'm impressed. It thank you fun. for sharing, though. I really appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. All right. Oh, my God. These headphones do I take this off now? Oh. That was so much fun. I would be totally happy to do that anytime. So much fun. So much fun. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast of Eyes Up, Heart Open, Season 1, Episode 4. If you've enjoyed listening so far, consider subscribing to us on iTunes or SoundCloud. Or you can listen direct on our website, eyesupheartopen.com. Have a story you think others would enjoy hearing about? Know someone who does? Reach out. Don't be shy. Send me a message through this site at eyesupheartopen.com.